Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all the wonderful humans tuning in, it's time to jazz up your day with another episode of Safe Space. I'm your host, the bringer of vibes, although today I have no vibes. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum. Hi guys, I'm Munira. Welcome back to another exciting episode. Yeah, Karibuni. Hi guys, welcome back. It's your girl, Salmu here. Yeah. Salmu will carry the vibes today. I'm struggling. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. What's happening, lady? I've, I've had um, I, I'm not okay, but I will be. Anyway, so today we're thrilled to welcome another wonderful guest to our episode. We have with us Mudoni, also known as Sakina Wellness on Instagram. Um, we started speaking to Mudoni before even Safe Space started. We were just an Instagram page. And she might not know this, but she encouraged us. She made this podcasting thing look very doable. She's very encouraging. So, Mudani, welcome to Safe Space. Maybe introduce yourself. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, everybody. Um, my name is Wow. I guess this is when I say my name, right? Okay. So, yeah. So, my name is Mudani Jogu. I am a relational and sex therapist. I have been uh, facilitating and supporting uh, what I like to call like uh, midwifing, folks' transitions the last um, actively seven to eight years. Um, yeah, and thank you for having me. I, You guys are the first podcast uh, thingy that I've been a guest in. So, yay. Yay. <laughs> Thanks for all the stuff on you. That's yeah, thank you so much. But you haven't been hosted. That's new. <laughs> yeah, I I haven't. I haven't. You ladies are like my first. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah. This is really cool. This is really cool. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. So today we're going to discuss coping with life changes. And someone I had a rant in our previous episode. So maybe someone we want to start asking the questions. The question is just simple. Why do we have to accept this? <laughs> no, we're to hit around them. But because when we were talking, we were going through, um, we were just having a catch up and we started talking about how life, how life is and how things have transitioned and where we were. And there's one common thing we both experienced and we didn't understand why we had to accept it. Like everybody just tells you when you're in a difficult situation, you need to accept it. So we asked each other, why should we accept it? Because they say that after self-improvement is self-acceptance. Why are we accepting it? Why do we have to accept the pain? And then we came across um, a post by Lydia. I don't know if I can find it. Maybe I can find it and then read it to you. To saying, just talking about uh, the radical acceptance. Let me see if I can get it. Ah, I can get it. We're just talking about the radical acceptance and how we need to accept the pain, feel the pain, go through it. And then after that, we go through the next stage. So the big question Lynn and I kept asking ourselves is why? Why do we have to accept? Maybe you can help us from a professional point of view understand <laughs> why this is going on. <laughs> why? 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 I'll, let me tell you. I, I, okay. So let me just prefix by saying I, I, <laughs> I, I, I really invite my clients to ask the questions why, right? I, I think so, so many of us, the ways that we have been raised, we have been raised and our society reinforces the idea that you can't ask questions. So this is a really great place to, to start is why, why do we need to accept things? Like, why? Um, I, I think because it, it might really arise from the idea that the only thing constant is change. True. The, the, that's like the only constant thing. Now, it, it doesn't say that it's going to be easy. <laughs> like, I, 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 really, I really get really uncomfortable with um, what we see in social media a lot about this sort of positivity about everything. You know what I mean? Like, like this toxic positivity, like, you know, if you put good things, good things will come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
but but it doesn't still explain why difficult things happen to good people. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it, it doesn't explain why things are hard. Um, and so I really like this sort of question is why do we need to accept? I don't know if I'm making sense. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, you're making sense. You're making sense because the the first point I've gotten is that change is the only constant thing. So I'm with you up to there. The rest I'm just listening and I'm like, where is she headed to? Where is she headed? <laughs> well, well, maybe, maybe, maybe the thing is is maybe there isn't really a destination per se. Maybe like what Aristotle says, the journey is a destination. Right? Maybe it's how we invite to sit with what's uncomfortable. You know what I mean? There's, 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 a, there's a Buddhist author, her name is Tara Branch, and I found this particular teaching to be really, really helpful. And she invites people to put their hand in the monster's mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Put your head in there. I mean, I mean, whoa. I mean, think of like, how, how do we, how do we sit with the things that are most scary for us? You know, the, yeah. the monsters in our lives, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, how, do we, how do we trust the process of transition in that? And if we, if we are in the depths of it, that we are not going to drown. How do you do that? That's a hard question. Yeah. How, how do, exactly. How do you keep your head up? No, that's like, you're drowning. You're drowning. You can see you're drowning, and you know when you're drowning, you don't even see where you're headed to. You don't even see how deep this is. Yeah. Drowning, you just think, oh, how am I going to get out of here? I just need some air. I just want to breathe. That's exactly how life is feeling. And yeah. now here is someone telling you to put your head in the monster's mouth. How yes. do you do that? How do you, how do you do that when you're drowning? How do you do that? Like, that's what acceptance feels like. Like, that's the perfect example. You, you know, you know what, and that's a really great question. But I, I think, I think it's when we take inventory of the first time that we have felt like we're drowning, right? We all have instances, however minute or or um, insignificant it is to others, but it's significant to us, right? And if we're able to take a, a, a look back at our lives and remember, realize this that one moment where you felt you were drowning, but you didn't drown. Wow. It still doesn't answer the question why we should accept it. Today we are clearing you. This is the thing. This is the thing. Okay. You can say, okay, me, I don't want to go through this transition right time, right now. Sad, right? We can say this thing is too hard right now. I'm just going to pack it and avoid it. But the thing is this, as we all know, it will always come back. In, it may yeah. come in a different form. It might come in a different color, but it's still going to come back, right? Yeah. 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 You, that, that's the thing. And that's, I think, is the nature of life and the experience of, of, of living. And so I, but, but you know what? You know what? Maybe I'm speaking from the, from the inside of having Kulad Chumbi. You know, I'm like in my video. <laughs> so, so, maybe I may not be the best person to answer that question, right? Like, why? Because when I look back and I look about when I was like 20, maybe when I was like 17, let, let me just give you an example, okay? Um, experiencing my father's passing at 16 and a half was my biggest and it still is my most significant heartbreak, mm -hmm. right? That that has never, that will never end. That will never change. And I've accepted that 30 years now. I've accepted it now, right? Yeah. And, and, but I also know that even after accepting a thing doesn't mean that I'm still not going to grieve. It's not a zero sum. When we say we are going to, you know, why do we need to accept it? You can acknowledge the thing has happened and also acknowledge that this shit, oops, excuse me, this thing is difficult. Yeah. <laughs> you know where it's all. Oops. Is this, is this making sense? Am I, am I answering a question? Am I answering the question? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are answering the question. I think, I'll, okay, I think I'm just going through it and my brain has refused is in the is still asking the question why why is this happening i'm at the stage of why is this happening to me 
why I'm tired. So fine, I accept. Now that I accept, so now can we move past it? But I feel like I'm still in some cycle. So yeah. Your question. Yeah. What What would it be like to just allow yourself to give yourself the, the permission to feel how you feel? Like, like not rushing that, okay, I've accepted. Okay, Nikosawa. Okay, let's move on. No. What is yeah. the resistance is inviting you to sit with this a little more? I think that's what's happening because I'm normally very good at packing and moving on. Just packing yeah. and moving on. But I feel like now it's all just pouring out and pouring out and I can't stop it. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm at, I'm at that stage right now of feeling everything. And I don't like it. Yeah, I, I can imagine. And and I can imagine how incredibly destabilizing it is to feel everything. Yeah. 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 And and so and so what would it be like then to, to acknowledge, okay, this is really hard and allowing myself to feel everything. What it would be like. Uncomfortable. Extremely, extremely uncomfortable and annoying. Absolutely. And irritating. And getting <laughs> but that is that is where the medicine is oh my god yes wow okay let's <laughs> your heart fail to yes. swallow let, let me look for it yeah what stomach <laughs> <laughs> that i can't stomach that i can't because it's one mm-hmm. thing sending one pass sending a person to to look back because I remember when I was doing my that energy flow therapy the EFT when I was doing EFT I was I was told why do you feel because I was feeling stuck but I still yeah. feel stuck and the EFT told me uh you need to think of a time in your life when you felt stuck like think of a time in your past when you felt stuck and I had to go back in my life and think okay there's this time when I was she's like mm-hmm. I want you to go way back way back on way back so we had to go way back way back way back and i was like okay fine i am there and she's like imagine me picture it feel it it was mm-hmm. so hey it's something for my part and now i had to feel how i felt at that time and now you telling us and i had to now do the tapping and untap that feeling so that yeah even though i feel stuck I know I am this and this and this even though i feel stuck i know i'm this and this and then all of a sudden i had to like like breathe it out and think and create a new scenario where I don't feel stuck. But yeah, to be honest, that wasn't a pleasant experience. Mm-hmm. The missing is that wasn't a pleasant experience. And now reliving it now in the future and now you telling us that we need to go through that uncomfortable phase because after that uncomfortable phase, there is grace at the end of the race. <laughs> like, that is just... I'm sorry, Sakina, but that is just too painful. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's and and so uncomfortable, just the thought. And uh wait a minute. So um it's so interesting that when you're doing this EFT it worked for you. I tried it in a therapy session some while ago and I just couldn't. The therapist told me, Okay, we need to find another um mm-hmm. alternative because that didn't work for me. He just kept saying that. I'm so rigid. I'm not opening up. I'm not allowing myself to feel. So even the tapping and all these things just never worked for me. So it's interesting that I thought it was a hoax. Like, I don't know what you're trying to do, but it's interesting that it worked for you. Yeah, because I allowed me to feel it. Because if it was more like feeling the pain, for me, feeling the pain, now imagine relieving it. That's crazy. Take strength. And, wow. and getting goosebumps on your behalf. Oof. I mean, you know, I listening to listening to us have this conversation. I I marvel how each one of you is incredibly brave. Really? Yes, yes, yes. This is not just a podcast where you all come and have conversations with each other and folks and things like that. This is really an invitation for vulnerability. But you see, you you're you're offering it to others. Because you're offering it to yourselves, right? Yeah, it's true. Man. So I've never thought of it like that. Wow. But also in karaoke, we're always joking. Yeah, we have banking our problems away. And we keep saying that we come here to joke about our problems. 
We laugh about our problems most of the time, but we think that the podcast. You're incredibly brave. And so even, was it Saul was talking about the difficulty in city, the why? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and so I'm inviting you to consider that even in the midst, even the asking the question, why is, 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 is an indication of inner resources because you can't ask why if you're not prepared to go through the, the heroine, heroine's journey, right? Like the hero, the yeah. King Milbert, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Well, that's <laughs> so that means it. We asking the right question. Yeah, I have another question. Yeah, mm-hmm. when when someone is going through all these emotions in regards to whatever changes that are happening in their lives, be it a right. job transition, be it a relationship change, or anything, what whatsoever you're going through, I feel like whatever you're going through has um, an immediate effect on your mental be mental health. So I, I don't know, whatever emotions you're feeling when you're going through all these things that are happening in your life, how can you pinpoint that this is, you know, this is what I'm feeling. Today I'm feeling angry and I cannot pinpoint to what exactly is causing this anger. So I don't know, do, do we now go through all the emotions that comes with whatever you're going through? But you allow, you to, allow yourself to feel them. So I, 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 I don't know, <laughs> this is a really great question because I'm, I'm having to sort of think about if I may, if I may use my practice as a therapist, right? Yeah. Um, because it's been a natural progression for me in the sense that I have learned by inviting body awareness into therapy session to then support individuals in Again, being able to name the emotional state they're feeling in correspondence to the different parts of their body and how they're feeling. Oh, so let, let me let me give let me give you an example of what I mean. Okay, uh-huh. well, like in songs when they say, "Oh, that thing broke my heart," right? Yeah, break out. You're like, "Oh, it just pierced through my heart." Okay, so uh-huh. when someone shows up at therapy and is saying, "I'm having a really difficult time." I'm going through a breakup or I'm having a difficult time with my family. The first thing we do is we don't go and do the talk therapy stuff, right? Like, like, you know, talk, we will mm-hmm. have somatic practices first. So we'll go through different and different sections of the body. So I'll do a, a body scan and we'll identify which parts where you feel intense. Sometimes it's in the broad areas, sometimes it's in the head, sometimes it's in the shoulders or the chest area and stomach right yeah nothing you know yeah it just yeah so it's if has a somatic practice that's what you do and so you know once we're able to bring the connection between the the way the physical body is in relation to the emotional state then you're able to create a rattle when you're able to name something yeah. Then you have a little bit more resources to a, sit with it, investigate it, curious about. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I have a follow-up follow up question on that. So if you allow your your clients to name their anger or whatever is causing them to feel that emotion at that particular time, even if it involves an individual, you allow them to say, such and mm-hmm. such person made me do this, such and such a person made me angry or made me feel some sort of an emotion so you allow them to you know shout out that name and get it out of their system yeah Mm -hmm. either that or because i work virtually right so i incorporate practices that folks can do outside the therapy session that are physical i have found great my clients have found great joy in breaking plate for example right and would love that (laughs) interesting (laughs) cheer out (laughs) <laughs> in the house. Yeah. You channel that anger somewhere else. Yeah. Yes. It is it is incredibly hard to shout, do you know? Mm. Or, I like the I like the cathartic because you have to have a cathartic release. Yeah. Yeah. Bueno. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. Let's try that. Yeah, I'm thinking what to do now. Now let me ask. After answering, 
and you figure out this is how I'm feeling. This is what is going going on through my life. And you're telling us to go through that uncomfortable situation and enjoy the process. And the process keeps going on and your heart doesn't make us numb because I've reached a point where big problems don't scare me, but small issues freak me out. Like small issues freak me out, but big problems, like I was, uh, I found myself at work with handling a very big issue and everybody was surprised at how calm I was, how confused I was all the time. And it didn't shake me at all, but... A small issue, for example, I'm looking for a certain document and it's just going to my file will give me anxiety. So I I, t- I asked, I sat back and I asked myself, allowing myself to go through this pain and feel this pain, did it actually make me numb to big problems? Um, let me, let me ask you, the, the, the big thing, the big, the big problem, right? Yeah. Is it always there or a variation of it? Is it a constant problem? No, it's because- a constant video. Totally new. Very strange. Uh, totally new to me. Totally new thing. Um, I don't know. I don't know what, what, what sort of response your nervous system has towards those two stimuli, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and I don't necessarily like to view as, how do I put it? Like numb. You say the word numb, right? Yeah. I, I, I actually like to, if I can reframe that mm-hmm. and yeah. We call it your, your, and I, I start with nervous system stuff. Okay. Brain nervous system. And, and maybe I would say, maybe your, your, your nervous system. In my family. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just saying the biopsychology part of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, so to, to, to answer your question, I think, I think your brain determines which of the two problems it's going to respond differently to. So maybe what we call as numbing, but could just be a simple allocation of cognitive resources. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm going to deal with A and I'm going to freak out with B. Oh, yeah. Be- because maybe A, it's, it's the parts of it that are familiar, right? Maybe the parts that are familiar. So I have a little bit more cognitive resources with that so that's not as difficult as problem b mm-hmm. i see so it's prioritizing the small ones because it's something it's used to and it's, and putting aside the big one could it something strange obviously yeah i i don't know it would it would depend but you know what i mean and i think when people talk about nami we don't also see it as as a really an allocation of cognitive resources you know mm-hmm. you know if you're gonna look at it under the whole phase five to three four responses right so it falls yeah. in one of those oh i see so i flicked one i fight one no, that that makes it makes sense <laughs> Yeah. It's like I can't be fighting everything. <laughs> so that that actually explains why some people like when you go to a burial and you see um maybe someone lost their mother and then you find them crying so much and being so emotional and then after that and an example is so a very close person to me lost their mother. And then after that they lost their father. But during their father's burial they didn't cry as much as cried their pastor. And it's not they were that they were not closed, they were actually closed and they and I kept asking myself what happened. And I was like, did they just pop numb or something? Did did they like normalize death? What was happening in their head? But now thinking about it from the fleet flight had now that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And it's if you think of ourselves as a very multi system uh ecosystem, right? That always has to determine how we are going to manage our resources. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, oh, oh. <laughs> then you guys What is happening, guys? Are you guys? Are you guys? What is happening? Are you guys healing? Am I being laughed and what? Thanks, you're afraid. Oh, guys, really? I guess leaving me in this boat alone. What's going on? <laughs> We have to move this boat together. What is going on, my friends? I'm going left side. But we're with you, so we're with you. Relax. So we're only. What are some of the coping strategies or self-care techniques that you you'd recommend to people going through these changes in life? 
So you know what? I don't think there's like a one size fits all. Do you know what I mean? Like this, you know, what might work for one person may not necessarily work for someone else, right? So for me, what what I invite uh, my clients to consider, do do the thing that most resonates. Now, mm-hmm. the, the, the challenging thing is when people are going through transitions because it's difficult. See, we, we've all agreed that they're just difficult, right? And they're like, oh, was that no? And they're yucky. And they're ill, right? Sorry. Is it just right? So, so the, the the challenging thing is because remember we said that we're we are an a, a very complex, multi systemic beings, and we are always going to try to find a level of homeostasis, a balance, mm-hmm. right? And and sometimes when we have external stimuli that is evoking change or redirection or whatever that's difficult, um, we're going to find ways to soothe ourselves, Cindy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're gonna find something to just make it better, right? Now yeah. the challenging thing is sometimes the thing that we choose to make it feel better temporarily it feels nice, feels mm-hmm. but it has like a yeah. huge. It's it's it has a huge. It doesn't the you. So can I give you guys an example? Dion, please. Okay, all right. So a couple of years ago, I was caregiving for um a uh, a family one. Okay. Um, they got mm-hmm. sick, and um, I, you know, I rearranged my whole life. Everything stood still, and I was in the throes of caregiving. Now it was very difficult, and I was showing up as a caregiver, hospital visits, the work. Okay, and yes. being being an <laughs> being a, an African daughter, <laughs> being a firstborn. Yes, yes. There was no time for thinking me and wife feel sad. There was no time. There was no space. So what I did as a way to support myself in this that transitional experience was I would always buy a box of House of Manji digestive biscuit. It was two grams. I don't know how it was. Yeah. Very crunchy. Oh my God. It's so crunchy. I don't know what they put in there. It's like so addictive. So I would eat that every evening with a cup of hot chocolate, no milk, two spoons of sugar. Uh-huh. Now, are the biscuits yummy? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And for a moment, every evening, I, I would pour all my frustrations on that hot chocolate and those biscuits. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're eating your stress away. I was, I was, and I became kafati. Yeah. <laughs> what happened, right? So what we were saying is we are going to pick things and it's called maladaptive behavior, right? We're going to pick things to self-soothe, right? Yeah. Right. And, and some of the things we're going to choose are going to be great, you know, all around. And some of them are going to feel great at the moment, but they're really, it's going to cost us. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's not a one size fit all in terms of what people can do in terms of transitions. No, you know, because everybody's circumstance is different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some people can do candles. You just light a candle, you find some food, you feel nice. Some people, you go oga with hot water, you feel nice. Some people want to read a book or they go somewhere and they take a walk and they feel better. Some people like me buy biscuits, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll go to Dava and buy hot chocolate. But not the one chocolate, but the chocolate fudge cake. Chocolate fudge, yes. Oh, yeah, I remember. For me, it's anything sweet. So I, I will make pancakes. Like just now, before we started, I'm from making tambi. I just have to have something sweet. So as I'm feeling really whatever it is, I'm feeling. I wasn't feeding it. So we might play the impact later. Yeah. That's what's working now. Work. Yeah. And I think the thing is this though, really, is to give ourselves grace. Do you know what I mean? Like to give us ourselves grace even when we are transitioning. And I know it's kind of hard to say, anyway, I'm going to go buy myself a box of biscuits and not feel bad about 
Did you know what I mean? That's that's the challenge in terms of how do we self soothe? Yeah, yeah. In a way that doesn't uh, deepen our sense of shame. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, this episode is so self reflective because it's mm-hmm. making sense because of the feelings I'm experiencing right now, mm-hmm. and everything is just hitting home and making me think in depth so yeah it's almost like a very personal episode are you feeling me so <laughs> i'm with you i'm with you and we'll see together when she's saying well stupid i'm like how many times have i left work or a very stressful day and gone straight and i'm like i'm not going home i know i'm tired i know this is it but I'm going straight to Java and getting that magic. I don't even want coffee. I don't even want tea. I'm not even going to eat that place. I come with it, my room, sit on my bed and just eat the whole. Um, yeah. And it feels so good. And I feel so good inside. And, it, and I'm like, I start Googling. I'm like, okay, so what does chocolate do to your brain? Why am I wasting this? What happened? <laughs> Yeah, dopamine. Yes! And the other <laughs> dopamine levels are no. <laughs> I'm like, this is amazing. This is what I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. Okay. It is. It is quite crazy. Wow. So, Anthony, I have a question. <clears throat> Let's say someone close to you is going through these life changes. And you, as a friend, how can you be supportive? How can you, uh, you know, offer support? And how effective, effectively, is this the person supposed to communicate when they're going through something? Because I remember there's a time a friend of mine was going through something and I felt like I need to do something. But at that yeah. particular time, of course, I know they need time to process whatever they're feeling, to process the, yeah. the certain emotion they're going through. But now on the outside person, like the support group they have. So how best can you be a supportive, you know, friend to them? Wow, that's such a great question. I, I That's a really great question because I'm always, um, I guess in the season I am in my life, I'm deeply contemplative about the nature and the fabric of my friendships. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 I guess I can, what I guess. Okay, so what I know that is, working for me. And when I say me, I'm not even talking as a therapist. We're not just talking as me, right? Yes. I I have really learned to ask my friends, what do you, or how, how would you like me to support you? Like, yes, I was going to say that. Yeah. 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 Then you read the, what is it called? Is it the four agreement? called the flood remains a project that talk with this guy the tall tech guy shaman guy and one of the things he says in the four agreements is you know don't take it personally right yeah i don't know kind of hard especially if it's a friendship it's a friend someone you love so much you want to say yeah them do you know what i mean you want to take yeah, yeah, you want them to feel better and then you're just pushing you away and they're like, uh-uh, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. And then they tell them your stuff to the other friend and you feel left out and you're like, but I thought you were friends. It's not so we go. I thought we were friends. You know, they, they went to the place where they felt most safe and sometimes that absolutely nothing to do with you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's what they needed, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and I also say in your friendship groups, when mm-hmm. things are okay, just ask each other how you want the other friend to show up for you. There are times you don't need to solve my problems, just be a listening ear. You don't, yeah. If I want you to help me solve the problem, I will ask for that help. But for now... Maybe not talking to you at this particular moment is what I need. So allow me that as well. So just yeah. know how to best show up for your friend and have yeah. these conversations because you can't just know it out of the blue. These are conversations that you should have in your friendship mm-hmm. groups. You're absolutely right. And then also knowing that different friendships have different configurations. Yeah. Yeah. Like these, 
is a friend of going to Kula Cake with, is a friend for Oshanet, you know. Yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> a friend of you can come and done. There's a friend who comes to you to get undone. You know what I mean? Like these, yeah, I think sometimes, especially with our women friendships, we think that one friend is the friend for everything. Yeah, you burdened. <laughs> yeah. Ah. And they may not have the capacity for that, you know? Yeah. 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 Mm. So what? What are your thoughts on uh, radical acceptance? I've seen it now going around. It's like everybody's talking about radical acceptance now. What are your thoughts on it? Mm. <laughs> so remember that image I had before the one of the one that I said about putting your head in the monster's head, putting your head in the monster's mouth. Yeah, that's the premise of radical acceptance. Right? It's uh-huh. it's no way that things are going to change and life is going to change. And that even you yourself on a cellular level, you're always changing. Every seven years, your skin sheds and you get new skin. So like, yeah. it's really, I think it's really rooted in the idea of the only constant thing is change. That's it. We're changing. Yeah. Change. We change, right? Don't do the same. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. And so, and also it's predicated then how then can I, show up for myself in the midst of those changes, right? And how can I show up for the for others in the ways that they need me to show up for them yeah, in their own transition? Wow. Oh. How do you do that? <laughs> Imagine I don't know. <laughs> like I never I because sometimes sometimes you 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 know the way they say all tricks can't what can tame a dog or something. Yeah, um, a thing. Well, but sometimes, I, you, mm-hmm. sometimes you try the old tricks in the book, and nothing, nothing, nothing comes out. Yeah. With all with all the psychology you've studied, nothing, nothing is helping you. And yeah. even when when people sit down and they're like, "But you've done psychology, you should be okay." <laughs> what? Like, how anxiety? Like, this is so easy. Like for you, this is what you studied. I'm like, wow, you really don't. So you try all all the tricks of the book. Nothing is helping. You sit back and the only thing you want to do is just lie down. But when you lie down, there's nothing in your head. Like your head is busy, but you don't know what you're thinking about and there's nothing. So these changes are happening and you can't really put your foot down. And I don't know. I don't even know like what happens. But how do you, how do you handle it? How do you? How do you hold yourself? How do you hug that girl at that time really? and just tell her it's okay? Let's just go through this. Let's just go. Like, how do you just hold her? Because I can't even feel that grip when I'm going for it. It's like I'm going to hug myself, and then I meet, I'm going to. And then when you're trying to explain yourself to other people, you don't really see them understanding. So you and you and yourself you know what's going on, but. That change you're trying to hug you like I'm trying to hug me, but it's not really happening. Mm. I'm with I'm hugging a goat. Immediately I, I grab myself, I vanish. I go hug someone. <laughs> so how do I speak that monster's head and just tell myself, just lie down, let it eat you alive. <laughs> Is that what we're saying? But no, that, like, I'm I'm yeah. I'm, no, they, that is what I'm getting. <laughs> okay. All right, so let me let me just say this. You know, you know that proverb that says like a doctor can't treat themselves. Yeah, <laughs> And and you know, and so you know, the it's just a silly premise that just because we we support people in mental health, you know, whatever or whatever, that you know we have our staff together. No, in fact, if anything. <laughs> Uh, if anything, it's it's quite the contrary. Um, you, you know, I'll be, I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you. I think I think for me, because the question is, how do you trust yourself not to drown? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You you know, you know, how do you trust yourself that you're gonna be okay? I, I'll be honest with you. What really worked for me in my biggest storm was really therapy because I I couldn't couldn't see my I couldn't see myself. I couldn't feel myself. I couldn't imagine that I would get better or I will be able to 
to not to transcend, but to integrate the pain and the suffering that I was going through. And it was a therapist who really sat with me in my dark night of the soul that just their presence and their professional competencies just gave me slowly by slowly helping me build a level of self-awareness that I'm not going to drown. <laughs> so this would be telling myself, even though, even though I feel like I'm lost and I'm drowning, I'm not going to drown. That's his radical acceptance. I know I don't know why it's so hard to hear it when you're going through it. Like yeah. we kept on telling Munira that we don't want to hear that it's going to be okay or you're going to get over it or all those things that you tell people it's not working right now. We don't want not to hear it. Yes. Okay, so how what 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 else is left? For now, the people that I experienced, what else is left for them to hold on, not drown? <laughs> <laughs> no, affirmations. Affirmations are not working, okay? No, they're like, not going to work. Yeah. They're not going to work. And and this is when I wish that we were actually, this was like a video podcast. <laughs> because I would, I would have loved to share a, a, a somatic practice that you can do in Apotupalu Meketi because because the thing is this the the I don't know if I'm going to if I'm gonna be okay I don't know if I can sit with this uncomfortable feeling I don't you know that sort of constant rumination that one is having is really part of the four F you know the fight the breeze the fawn right and you can't talk yourself out of it there's no way. You can, like you said, affirmations won't work and they're not going to work. And so the thing is, this is to support your nervous system first, first through, you know, um, and maybe, maybe what I can do, I can give you guys a link to a somatic practice that you can add on the show notes. Maybe that might be helpful. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. Be, because this thing you can't, you can't reason with you. Try if you're just feeling guy, 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 guy. I'm being Nini. It's, it's not exactly exactly. <laughs> it's not good. And the last thing you want to hear is it's going to be okay, or you're going to you'll get over it, or something like that. Something it's not working for me right now. Yes, and it's not going to work. Yeah. So the the thing is, is that will work later on when you have some sense of roundingness in your nervous system. Yes. Yeah, that will that will make sense later on. But right now, you need to have a sense of safety in your nerve first. Come la do anything else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So Monira, save your it's going to be okay, blah 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 one more branded. For now. <laughs> For now I think we I feel what you can do. Yeah, <laughs> well, I guess. So, and we wind up. One hour has flown by so fast. Um, uh, for our listeners who might be going through life changes or whatever it is, or someone are going through right now, what practical advice would you offer them to navigate whatever it is they're going through these transitions? Well, in in lieu of not having. A video podcast, right? What what I suggest is a couple of things. Try to get some sunshine in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Even if there's no jua out there, just five minutes, seven minutes up outside before meeting. You know, whether it's raining or whether it's cloudy, as long as it's morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing you can do is um and. Now we talk about practical things, right? If you have, um, let's see, if you have, okay, everybody has access to water, even if it's just a bucket or a bottle, right? Mm -hmm. If you can get cold, cold water, right? Or ice, a cube of ice and run it around your face for 30 seconds, that would, that would reset the nervous system. Taking a cold shower. Maybe you do hot if you have if you're a person you have nini, 
or if you're bucketing, you, you do the hot muddy and then maliza with a little bit of cold water. Oh, that will support your nervous system. If you have um, andimu, if you have access to andimu, you can cut and then just inhale that, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, uh, if you, I, I know you ladies burn oud in the house, right? Uh-huh. That's great. That helps your nervous system smell. Um, if you have someone in your life that likes to give you hugs or you get hugs from them, please go hug them. And not that hug for the side. You know that side hug? No, not that one. One I mean, that's my thing. I mean, yeah. hugs are my thing because I, I really don't like um, ta- hugs. Yeah, tans yeah. in general. Yeah. And I don't know, the rest find it weird, but there are people like me. So I if I hug it, it's a side hug, just, just so that we get over and done with this. <laughs> okay, let's do this. If you don't, if you're not someone who's touchy touchy, you can take like, um, especially about transition. All this, by the way, uh, techniques to self, by the way, all this. Yeah, right. If you're going transitional points, if you can find maybe a squishy ball mm-hmm. that sort of squish your way through the day or uh, beads, like tasbi beads are really great because you can touch that. That is also great support. Also spiritual beads, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, if you have a pet, like a kanyau somewhere that is your friend, uh-huh. be friends with your kanyau. That's very good. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know, like they're, they're like different, different things of self-soothing. Notice I didn't talk about talking, right? Yeah. I didn't say, so do you go and be a someone? Do you go and be? Because first of all, the, the first base of anything sort of transitional markers is supporting your nervous system first. Because, yeah. it, you know what I mean? So meaning you're going to get activated, sir. You're going to mm-hmm. get fine. But if you have a basket of resources that you can use, you. It becomes easier for you to go back to a level of balance quicker. Notice, I didn't say it goes away. No, no, no. We're always going to trigger. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Always, mm-hmm. always, right? But you, you have a little bit more resources and awareness. So transitional point, transitional changes are very triggering. Very, very triggering, right? Like they penetrate you to places you don't want to go. They remind you. Of that times do what happened right you know yeah. you're oscillating between the present and the past it's sometimes very difficult and so mm. grounding techniques think of them as the bridge between the past and the present and they support you in the present so that you can create a future wow i don't like i'm making sense am i making sense you're making sense you're making a lot of sense you're making a lot of them. Yeah. Wow. That was beautiful. And you've challenged us to start video podcasting. It's something we've been discussing. Yeah. And I think, yeah, you've challenged us to now think deep into that and then definitely have your own and maybe do these practices so people can see them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, yeah. You know, for, for folks, because when we think about the disparity, disparity between provision of mental health services, right? There's so many of us that, but A, don't know where to get or it's expensive. But it's yeah. the fact that we, and funny enough, some of these things are things we do intuitively. Think mm-hmm. about it this, if you're standing in the bank, say, you're over there in the queue, there are 30 people ahead of you, there are 20 people behind you and your husband you want to go for lunch but you can't leave do you find yourself swaying back and forth yeah yeah do you know yeah. right that's self-soothing right there do you know or, or sometimes someone says something horrible and you maybe put your hand in your stomach or you you shika yourself your hand right that's self yeah right yeah so we we have this innate wisdom to 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 soothe ourselves, right? We do. It's just that it gets muddled with outside noise and inside noise that you don't know how to offer yourself what you need when things are really hard. Yeah. For all of that. 
That was really helpful. Yeah, it was. I can actually feel a difference of how I was feeling when we started the podcast and now how I'm feeling now when it's ending. Thank you so much, Wudani. Thank you. This was, this was amazing. You should so much. Oh, we should right now. Yeah. Thank you so much, Wudani. That was, that was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So maybe tell our listeners where they can find you and where they can find your services. Is the podcast oh. still running? Ha. Let me tell you, me, I'm so stuck. Okay. So I've just I've just been staring at my only four episodes. Um so I this is really good, let me tell you, because it's giving me incentive to restart. Yeah. yeah. Um so in terms of where folks can find me um, on Facebook and Instagram, Sakina Wellness, Sakina Wellness Center. So you guys will put that on the notes. Uh, yeah, we will. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Um, and I'm also on TikTok. I'm trying this social media stuff. Oh, my goodness. It's so hard. <laughs> so hard. Tell <laughs> about it. <laughs> Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, so that's where you can find me. Um, um, My sessions are virtual sessions, which is really great because imagine having sessions in your bedroom, wearing your pajamas and drinking chocolate and having conversation. This is like the flex. This is what I love about virtual sessions is you do them in the comfort of your home. Uh, You don't need to sort of quote unquote prepare yourself. You come Mm -hmm. as you are. And um, yeah, I, 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 it's such a blessing for me to be able to support folks, um, not only in Kenya, uh, but around the continent and with the diaspora. It's such a blessing. Yeah. That's lovely. Thank you so much. Shaumu Munira, you have some last words. Thank you. It was nice having you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Again, I'm really looking forward to when you will have a video podcast yeah. and we inviting you and showing other people how to do the somatic. Somatic what? Movement. Right. That's what somatic practices. The whole plethora. Yeah. Is that them and their life. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Spotify. Rate us on Spotify. Until the next episode. Bye.